What's up? Welcome to Team Performance Coaching. I'm here with Nick Ward. What's up? We're at uh, Bodie Leaf having some coffee. Mm, he bought me coffee. I really appreciate it. I bought it. him coffee. He didn't get the quiche. No, I didn't get food. He's not that. He's not. He's like an expensive <laughs> date, but not that expensive. <laughs> That's too far. Anyway, I cut that. <laughs> <laughs> he said to be me, so I'm gonna challenge him. It's good. It's good. Tell me your role. Um, your title at the lab. The lab? Well, I work for North County Project, in, uh, which is a ministry here in North Orange County that focuses on reaching one million unchurched people by making disciples who make disciples. And the lab is a part of that. Now we take young leaders from churches that uh, don't have a place maybe where they're being poured into or invested in, and we, we end up spending time with them and, and giving them some ministry skills, but much more than that, just kind of giving them some more character basic training. Things maybe they wouldn't teach you in seminary, like how do you deal with, with really bad people <laughs> and how, what do you do? So I don't, um, I don't teach the lab as, at the moment, but I am. I graduated from the lab as one of the first classes uh, four or five years ago. Okay, so you work for North County yeah. Project. Mm -hmm. And what's your exact title? So I'm a missionary. Missionary, that's yeah. how they do it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And so as a missionary, what, what's your sort of role on a weekly basis? Weekly? Um, I would say like there's two really big things. Um, the first would be just doing evangelism, like practicing and going out. I spent about 10 hours a week at Cal State Florida over right, over right over yonder where I, uh, where I got my degree in religious studies from. Um, turned out it was useful for something, which is good. Uh, and I just spent time talking to students or um, asking questions. And it was a religious studies degree from Fullerton? Cal State Fullerton, yeah. But it's not a theological degree. No, it's not a theological degree. It's what a, is it? Like just knowing all the religions? It's just kind of learning the basics and uh, about like each religion. You learn a little bit of culture and history and even like a little bit of like anthropological views of religion. It's definitely not an insider to religion class, meaning it's not about like, is this true or is that true? It's more of like, let's step back and look at what they teach and how that shapes the way people live in these places. But it's also not a, I'm going into ministry, so I want this Certainly not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely okay. not. But it just felt like... What made you want to do that and how, what was the path that kind of... Where'd you go into that and then how'd you come out of that? That's so funny. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I came to Cal State Fordham uh, as a freshman wanting to be a computer engineer, which I had absolutely no skills for. Okay. And found that out quickly. And then I was on academic thing, probation. Same thing. <laughs> First semester, I wasn't a Christian yet. Um, I got radically saved on campus uh, and it changed my life. And so I just wanted to pursue, I felt like it was an innate thing. Like the first thing I began to do with my faith is I began to share it with other people. Rather awkwardly and, and at times totally inappropriately, but I was just trying to figure it out because it felt like this is the best thing ever. So I went into what I thought were degrees that would allow me to have more conversations about faith. So I tried political science afterwards for God knows what reason. Really? And then I went into philosophy and then uh, to major in both of those and then I majored in. Um, I've been, ended up majoring in religious studies. So okay. that's so I found uh, kind of like a place there to have those conversations about, about these things since they're already raising the issue. So. And then what happened after? When I left, uh, I got married, actually, uh, right near the end of my college career to my wife, who also was a religious studies major at Cal State Fordham. And we, uh, honestly, we just were doing lots of ministry already. We've been doing ministry for some time. And 
we, I mean, it was kind of weird. We met Alan and Barb um, thinking they would be our marriage mentors. And then they kind of roped us into the lab. And when we got set there for a year, it really changed our perspective on ministry, maybe who we were even to God. It's really big. This would be a good time. Tell us exactly what the lab is. Hmm. So lab is an intentional discipleship community that meets for about a year. And the goal of the lab is to help uh, well, I mean, it might be helpful to give you some statistics. 75% of churches don't have a plan to develop young leaders when they're coming out. So they don't have a plan to help them learn anything but ministry skills. And we also, interestingly, find that 70% of young leaders burn out or they drop out of ministry. So they don't finish well. So it was like, what are we going to do about this? At least that was the question Alan was asking when he came back from Guatemala. Um, so we need to start. We need to start something where we can intentionally form people's hearts. Um, I think it was Bobby Clinton who said the main reason why people were dropping out was because of lack of intimacy with God. So it's like we don't know how to have intimacy. The lab's going to help us create some space where we're not expected to do things or expected to be God and help us with different church. Because the church should be doing that, right? Totally. Yeah, we shouldn't exist. <laughs> hopefully, so... hopefully we won't exist. Yeah, so the church isn't doing what, and the lab said we want to do this. We want to, yeah, we don't, we don't think it's fair. Like, the big goal is, how are we going to reach one million unchurched people here? Yeah. You need to have equipped workers that stay in the game forever, you know? So you can't do that with the current model of, of from what we're reading statistically. So we need to figure out something that would work. And I know Alan did all that. I really didn't help with creating it. I was part of the first batch of like lab people mm. and so the lab is helping us focus on intimacy with Christ how do we be intimate with Jesus and not just like abstractly but in the midst of trial in the midst of suffering in the midst of church split in the midst of like you name it um, and we bring in all these different people that have gone through things like that who are in ministry to speak to those things and yeah. so it's not just like a class where we talk or anything it's we bring in people that have you know maybe earned their stripes in, in some way shape or form out there and that can really speak to to students and um to people my age so that's what we do for about a year so you, okay in that process you are obviously having intimate conversations about yeah the subject matter that's the norm and then are you living it out in some way through evangelism? Yeah, so we we teach people, we equip them to do ministry. I think there's like, this may be like, a, I would say I think there's a church-wide confusion as to what it means to equip people. And that's not to help them have skills. It's to help them discover the giftings of the Holy Spirit and then propel them into places where they can use those things. Nice. So most of the time people don't know that they have spiritual right, gifts, which right. is a big problem. And then the second part of the equation becomes how can we help you figure that out, what right. it looks like. So the lab really, like, once we learn those things, we can help people propel them into those, those areas. Evangelism, we think, is a baseline. It's just part of our pulse because it's part of you know, what, what it means to be a Christian from what we learn from Jesus. Yeah. And we know that by, literally, evangelism takes so much intimacy with Jesus because it takes not just spiritual discipline, but I mean, you need to know what you believe. You need to know why you're there. You need to have the ability to listen and be guided, prompted by the Holy Spirit. And you need to step out in faith. And so it's a real big tester of the way we actually experience God. And I'm not surprised that for three years, Jesus spent his time tirelessly doing evangelism. And yet he claims he was incredibly in with God. And, you know, I think that's a big yeah. part of what we do. So yeah, we give people opportunities. We equip them to do evangelism, mm -hmm. not just based on skills, but out of their giftings. And then we take them and, and we do stuff like that. I want to repeat that because 
that's so important we just said as a church planter I experienced the exact same thing so when we launched the church I would ask people about their spiritual gifts and 95% didn't know what it was so step one is just helping people discover what it is yeah but here's what I found after the churches that are doing spiritual gift tests and walking people through spiritual gifts then aren't helping people find the place to do those spiritual gifts are really not not find the place but teaching people how to use What's their the context gifts to use those in the are. real world yeah. on a daily basis absolutely and so if you have five percent actually learning what their spiritual gift is and then less than one percent having an opportunity to learn how to use it in the, in the real world the churches have really missed in this area yeah and i'm glad you exist so guide me through now that someone has discovered and they had those intimate conversations and now they want to use it and so part of that is evangelism but is but i think i'm hearing you say that everyone's called to evangelism yeah totally everyone is called to evangelism and there's not just some people with that gift no in fact actually i I really strongly contest something about the nature of what the gift of evangelism is we're only told about the gift of evangelism i think in about one passage and that's in ephesians chapter four and it's interestingly looped in with all these other gifts um what we would call the equipping gifts you know pastor shepherd teacher apostle prophet and then evangelist and these are actually not to be used just um for the, the people themselves, they're used to equip other people to do that ministry. Um, so the gift of evangelism is not just being able to talk about Jesus well people, it's actually helping other people get equipped to do that. And so that's, that is actually the real role of the evangelist in church. It's to equip people to do that ministry, just like Ephesians 4 says. So um, yeah, we're all called to that. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. I think we all kind of know that. I think we know in our There's hearts. Like, so no many scriptures saying that we're supposed to be doing that. Yeah. We're just, if you're like me, I'm, I'm a little shy in that area. I don't, I don't walk up to people as outgoing as I am. I don't walk up to people and go, hey, do you, you know Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> now, through conversation, everyone who knows me will know about Jesus. Yeah. Because I'm going to have that conversation. Yeah. But that takes me a long time. I'm not the street guy. How do you? I, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I, here's what I think. Um, let's scale back for a second. Okay. There's, there's two big things that I think influence why we should evangelize. We need to touch on those because people think of evangelism, and even when we're talking about this, people are gonna have images of like street preachers yeah, and people room. uncomfortably coming up to you with a batch of like a batch of brownies saying, "Are you going to hell or heaven?" You know, just these really weird things we've done for the last 30 years, yeah. and that's because it's been very largely detached from why we're doing it. And so there's two big whys, at least there's three, but I'll share two of them right now. The first is sanctification. Um, and people don't typically think of evangelism as a sanctifying thing, but it, it is. Um, Jesus, again, he walked, he walked here for three years doing ministry, and You're that's what he did. You're to describe that word. So what does that word mean first? Hmm. Evangelism? <laughs> no, sanctification. Sanctification. So sanctification is the process by which we're made like Jesus. Yeah. And not just in our character, but just the way we live our lives in general. Yeah, so we, what we're supposed to immediately be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we're supposed to be occupied being like him, doing the things he did, saying the things he said. I mean, honestly, that's just what it meant to be a disciple in the first place. So, right. You're in the um, dust of your creator. Yeah. You're, you're becoming... Walking behind creator. him, real right. close. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I so, sanctification is one part. Like, I want to be like Jesus. Jesus spent the bulk of his time doing evangelism. 
So I think it would follow then that to be most like Jesus would be to begin doing that and depending upon the Father to give me what I need to do that through the Holy Spirit. So I think that's one big thing. The other big thing is, uh, and we come to the Great Commission often, but Matthew 28 where Jesus tells his disciples, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. So much confusion with this because what we sometimes hear is like, go and, and make people converts. Mm. Go and make people like believe in me. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, go make, go make disciples, which is not merely this idea that we get people to cross the line of faith, but we help them learn how to follow Jesus. He says, teach them, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So the biggest reason why I go for the Great Commission is like, number one, it's obedience oriented. I'm trying to be a disciple. So I'm trying to obey what Jesus said. And he told me to go and make disciples. So I, evangelism pushes me out, out of love basically of Jesus, out of love, which is obedience. I, that's why I do it. But we also want to participate in his game plan. His game plan was totally world conquest. It was like, this is how you do it. You make disciples, people that are fully filled with the Holy Spirit, that know what it means to obey me, and then teach them to do it to other people. And that's, that's way exponentially better than just me, you know, just preaching to people and hoping they come to Jesus. I want to make them disciples, so I think that's why yeah. I do it, and that's why I think the church is supposed to be doing it. You know, it's a big deal. It is a really big deal, and I love the church, so I think I can, I can, I can um, be critical of it because I love it. And one of the things we do a lot of times is all of our programs are driven to getting people to accept Christ. Yeah. And the discipleship making is probably the most important aspect of what church should be. Yeah. And we 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 stop we there. We stop yeah, short. we don't do it. And I don't want to say we need like more classes and more Sunday school and more. It's not what it is. It's kind of like, all right, how are we teaching people to live out their gifts? And a sermon's not enough because they all. I love pastors too, and so we preach it. We absolutely preach it. I, they are all talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah. Well, let's not say all. Most of them. Most. <laughs> maybe if you believe they still exist. Yeah. And so Plug. the truth is, <laughs> the truth is, okay, that's not enough. How, what is what is the next level? What should be happening? That's the discipleship making. Like, what is that next step? Yeah. Well, it's the first. If you can answer yeah. this. You will fix. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I tell you. I yeah, think yeah. I know it. Okay, good. It's in the first word that Jesus says in Matthew twenty-eight. Which was the first one? Go. Go. No. We're too busy getting people to come. Yeah. And that's not that's not making disciples. So, so good. I'm not that's equipping good. you to go. That's then really I'm not good. I'm not actually I mean I, I walked with uh, yesterday with a friend of mine on a campus and I said, How are we gonna count our scoreboard today? Like what's our scoreboard of us being? How are we gonna count our wins? I said Jesus already counts us as a win because we went. We we came. We went. We we he said go and we went. So I said just us showing up right now. God is pleased with just this. And most, I will tell you this, most of the work of making disciples is not stinted because we don't have great programs, it's because we just don't go. You know, we don't, so we don't, we don't go. And we also don't, it's a demonstration of our lack of faith that at the end of it, it's called the Great Commission. So it's not our mission. We're partnering with him on his mission. That's why he says, and I will be with you to the end of the age. That's our encouragement to go. It's, a, it's not that we have this task that we have to do before Jesus comes back for Jesus. It's that we get to partner on Jesus' mission with Jesus in real time, and he's going to be there if we go. And if we go, he will help us do it. And if we don't, it's our lack of faith that doesn't ever 
get us to go. We don't believe that. That's really good. It's true though. <laughs> I'm gonna drop links here. So what would you plug? How can people go with you and jump into the lab and jump into all the stuff you're talking about? Give yeah. me all those plugs. Um, I'm gonna start with evangelism first. Like, um, my personal phone number is 714-328-5064. Call them up. I will take you with me. Um, and I, I actually say that because like I could talk about evangelism over here, but you still won't know what it is until you go and you do it. It just makes no sense. Um, and I, I challenge people to come, figure it out with me, um, because it's kind of like you don't, you just don't learn this by by reading books. You don't learn it by, by watching other people. Only you have to get in the game. You have to go. So come with me. Um, it's one way. I, I that is my phone number. I will take you and show you just some basic things that the Lord has shown me on how to do evangelism. The lab, in general, North County Project, how you can get involved. We have a website, it's northcountyproject.org, and um, there's, it kind of describes who we are, what we're about, why we exist, and then kind of some different things. But the lab uh, happens on the semester system. It is a, an accredited class through HOPE, so, um, which is awesome. It yeah. gives some incentive too. But I mean, honestly, I, you know, I just want to make a heartfelt uh, invitation. to Those of you who maybe have been hurt in church, uh, maybe you've been pushed out of leadership because of some decisions that were made. Maybe you have kind of arrived at the end of the ministry pipeline, like, why am I here now? What's what's next for me? And you really want to go to the next step, not in ministry, but with Jesus. And we would want to invite you to do the lab. We're going to start back up again after the summer, and uh, it's, we try to go keep it in for a year, but it, since it goes on the semester system, you can go half the time, although you don't, you get half the goodness out of it. So, And you put that on the website? Yeah, it's all there. Okay. Yeah, they, you can register, we'll follow up with you personally. And we also train people how to do a little bit of evangelism, we call it Bible Dialogue. We, we hold workshops for people to learn how to read the Word of God and share it really simply, really easily, and really relationally. Um, and so we, we, and those are also on the website, the dates for that. Um, if you want to sign up, you can do that. But also we uh, just want to get connected with us and talk with us. Like I'll buy a cup of coffee and we could talk a little bit more about like what it looks like for you to, to get your head in the game, you know. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's your, uh, I, you're going to plant a church, right? No. <laughs> Until God tells me that. Um, actually, uh, right now, I... <laughs> I think one of the biggest things is um, I'm, I'm trying to train people to do evangelism more uh, in a more systematic way. And so I am starting up a disciple making community at Cal State Florida and trying to launch that in the dorms. Uh, what I want to do is take people that will spend three hours of time with me a week in person and one hour outside uh, of that doing homework for it. Not just like writing, but like actually having to practice sharing and stuff. Okay. And we'll do like about an hour of evangelism while we're on campus, and then we'll have about two hours where we can talk about um, just kind of like intimacy with Jesus and how do we how do we evangelize and how do we make disciples effectively. So that's kind of the next thing right now is I just want to train up evangelists and release them, um, and they can help train other people because I think that's the biggest thing is if I just train if I just go for 40 hours a week but I don't train anybody, yeah. not only am I actually not being a real evangelist, but I'm actually keeping a system that's not focused on Jesus' mission, it's on my mission. Right. His mission is to teach other people how to do it. So I want to do that. And I want to is that just organically stuff. or are you putting a program sort of together? It's, it's organic. It's it's not much of a program. There's been like, um, 
we've uh, created a document that will kind of describe what the expectations are, what, what someone should expect to do it, um, kind of even a little bit of like, uh, here's what we're going to be looking at week by week. Okay. Um, and if you want, uh, if you're interested in that, just contact me. Um, but know that it's a, you know, it's going to be a cost of time. It's a three month thing. So it's weekly for three hours in session at CSUF. And it's going to be one hour or two hours outside doing homework. So it has to be something you feel, you know, Jesus is really asking you to do. But I would tell you, I mean, it's biblical. This teach people how to be obedient. And if this is something you know God's calling you to do, uh, like it says in the scriptures, then hit us up. So do it. This is Nick Ward. Um, all the links are below. Check those out. His phone number popped up when he said it. So you can go back and call him up personally. Yeah. And uh, just keep... Keep being Jesus and be do exactly what it says, which is go and be an evangelist that trains and disciples and actually brings people along with you, right? Yeah. Definitely. This has been Team Performance Coaching. Thanks for watching.